Welcome to Sung's Garage. Now, this is more than just a place to work on cars. This is a place where I'm able to connect with people, talk story, and share them with the world. All right, today's your car, my car. We have two international guests, Daniela from the UK with a 1989 Mini Cooper Mayfair. The stripes on the front are aftermarket as well. Um, mm. That was actually just done with a spray can um, and nice. a lot of tape. Nice. Um, I like your well style. Done. That's good. Well done. Very good. That's awesome. That's pro, man. And Lindsay from Down Under with the AU Ford Falcon, which is a little different from the Falcons we see in the States. You know, relatively, well, a very cheap card to pick up these days in Australia. So um, I've just been, you know, slowly working on it and adding stuff to it. I need a big bull bar because we get lots of kangaroos out here. So, um, you know, if you're driving along, and one does that's so in front cool of you. that's a kangaroo <laughs> roll bar that's awesome awesome yeah. so if you would like to be on your car mark car make sure you sign up at sung's garage website all right let's check out the cars enjoy y'all be good well hey guys i want to thank you guys for uh, joining me, um, joining me on this, uh, your car, my car, uh, by Joey, a buddy, uh, a guy that we met on Instagram, um, and he uh, he just loved his, you know, his, his uh, Nissan Z, and he had a suggestion to, you know, use the Zoom or use this time and use social media, use this technology still find some type of community under this crisis and you know everyone's going through you know tough times right now but i think if we can kind of spend maybe half an hour an hour just you know, talking about something positive um just sharing um building a, a community uh still connecting with people man you know it's i think it's it's something powerful and it's a powerful message um and it's been an amazing tool for me because, look, at the end of the day, I don't have any answers. I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't have any, like, you know, my outlook is I'm trying to be positive, but it's a slippery slope, guys. You know, it's like I fall into this kind of, like, dark place. And, yo, man, you know, like, I'm an actor, and the characters that I play that are superhuman, they're not real. You know, we're dealing with reality now. So, yeah. you know, I, I really appreciate yeah. you guys willing to spend time with a complete stranger. Um, and you know, let's just get to it. I'd love to introduce you guys. Um, and we start with Lindsay. You're in, uh, you're in Australia, so maybe you can introduce yourself. Tell us how you're getting on. And, uh, yeah. All right, Um so yeah, my name's Lindsay. I live in Orange, um, in New South Wales, which is one of the states in Australia. Uh, it's about four hours west of Sydney. I um, work with kids uh, and focus on like prevention-based mental health sort of interventions and things. So um, I run a program with a big sort of team of allied health professionals, um, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and so I like travel all over Western New South Wales and go out to schools and stuff and run training for kids and parents and teachers and um, teach them about social emotional uh, development and skills and things and just um, see how I can help out different families and that sort of stuff. So I sort of do for work. Um, 
But then, yeah, I suppose as far as my car goes and all that sort of stuff, um, I love tinkering on a few different projects on the weekends and afternoons when I get a chance. Um, so, yeah, I've got an AU Falcon. Did you want to see it now or do you want to? Hey, hey, Lindsay, before we go to the Falcon, before we show your car, um, you know, you being an occupational therapist, I'd love to just kind of pick your brain on, you know, what are you telling the kids today? You know, like uh, I would love to listen to something positive and something structured from someone with your, your outlook and in, in your profession. What do you tell them? Um, so what we've been doing is, well, firstly, it's really hard to go out to schools at the moment because all of our schools are pretty much closed down and only a couple of kids come in um, at the moment. So, and we obviously are trying to minimize our travel and minimize exposure and that sort of stuff for families and for us. Um, so we're putting together sort of a program at the moment to support parents a lot with supporting their kids at home um, because it's a really tough time for families in general. There's a lot of really cool little um, sort of cartoon sort of based um, videos and sort of stories that um, parents can read their kids sort of explaining what coronavirus is and why we need to do this and, you know, going through about washing your hands and why it's important and all that sort of stuff. So um, I think, yeah, for us, it's like, it's a big change even just in the work we do because it's not our standard sort of work. So we've had to adapt um, and be flexible, which is, you know, it's really hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, it's hard for me like to be flexible yeah. at times. So, um, I think the biggest piece with it is, yeah, really just trying to simplify the information. So kids are feeling safe and secure and, um, supported and supporting their family so that that anxiety isn't sort of rubbing off amongst everyone. So yeah, yeah that's pretty much the main focus at the moment. That's cool. Before we get to the car, I, I, I want to introduce Daniela too. I want to, I, I, I want to talk about what you do for a living uh, before, we get you, before we get to your car. So please uh, tell us where you are, Daniela, and how you're dealing with everything. Yeah, so um, I'm in the UK. I'm about an hour or so outside of London, um, a bit closer to Portsmouth, really. Um, but where I am at the moment, um, we're quite lucky. We're kind of out in the country. So times like this is really nice because, you know, we've got fields, we can get out, we can go for walks. Um, so I'm really liking that. Um, I'm currently studying at uni. I'm a final year vet student. So that's been quite fun in this time. Um, I've had one lot of exams cancelled and the other lots online. Um, but actually, as a vet community, I think throughout this, we're doing quite well. Um, we've managed to get a couple of Facebook groups up and running. Um, for people to do kind of virtual placements and for vets to ask questions and cases for students to work through um, since they're missing out on placements and things, which is really good. Um, and then obviously we've been donating a lot of the um, PPE we use to the hospitals. Um, and I think we're starting to do some of the ventilators now as well. Um, so just kind of helping out all we can. But mm. yeah, it, it's a fun time. That's awesome. Well, I have, a, I have a question for you um, because as, as someone who's studying veterinary, veterinary medicine, and I, I recently got a puppy. So I wonder if you understand the psychology of a dog. You know, I, I, having this puppy, I've never had a dog. I got a, gold, uh, a, lab, uh, a golden doodle, right? So half golden oh. retriever and half poodle. And this dude... This dog, DJ, has so much personality. I've never had a dog like this. I've had multiple dogs before. 
but this dog is like a little human being. And during this kind of lockdown, he's taught me a lot about myself because, you know, my wife wants to raise him constantly with love and a kind of a peaceful, non-reactive kind of tone. And me, the way I was raised, the way I deal with things is like, fix it, like instantly react. And my question to you is, do you think animals know the difference? Do they really know the difference? Do you think they're emotional creatures, especially dogs? Or are we projecting? No, I think they're definitely emotional. Um, they can definitely sense what we're feeling as well. Um, they pick up on that. Um, so one of the ones I've got at the moment, I've got two cats. Um, one of them is a rescue. And this thing, when we got him, he was so nervous and really scared. Um, and it's taken him about eight years, I think, um, to kind of finally come to grips with the fact that he's he's safe. Um, and he's now he's he's an adult, like he's fine. But he's recently started to play and kind of learn as a kitten. Um, yeah. And he definitely picks up on the environment, and they know so much. And I think actually, in times like these, you know, having a pet, having an animal, it's it's kind of vital. If you've got one, they do so much for your mental health. Um, and you know they don't know what's going on. They just think, "Oh, great, everyone's home. This is this is wonderful." Yeah. Um, yeah. Having yeah. their lives. So I th- I think that really helps. Um, but yeah, they they definitely are emotional. Um, yeah, they have good days and bad days. Yeah, and Daniela, thank you for sharing that. I'll I'll take that into consideration, and I'll, I'll I've been trying to be less reactive to to my dog going crazy. You know, um, like I. I instantly like raised my voice and then you see him, you know, like you, and I, you see him kind of retract and, and almost be more timid in terms of like approaching us. And then when my wife encourages more of a lovingly discipline, you know, he's all over us. He's like constantly engaging with us. So I, I, I noticed that, you know, the harsher I am, the the more distant he becomes. You know what I'm saying? So I think. Yeah, and I think you yeah. you, you need discipline with them. Um, otherwise, you know, they just completely you run you over like a doormat. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can um, you can if you react instantly, and you know, they know that okay, that's what you know. Maybe they shouldn't do that. Um, but then afterwards, give them reassurance that actually, you know. Yes, they shouldn't have done that, but you know, you're not that mad, um, and they can still come and play. Um, I think as well, yeah. if you've got a puppy, yeah. they spend a lot of time playing, uh, and yeah. you know, they will have mad five, ten minutes where they just charge around. Um, and actually, sometimes it's quite nice just to charge around and go nuts with them, and they love yeah. it as well. And then you know, yeah. you might tire them out for a bit as well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we do, but he is constant. This guy has way too much energy. I just turned 48. I don't got this energy. I, I, he's a, yeah, I don't, man. I don't. I need a, I need a little lap dog or something. But, yeah, but you're right. In this time of crisis, this lockdown, it's been amazing to just get kisses and be showered with love and be able to be a kid with this little puppy. You know, it takes you back to what the essentials are. It really makes you connect emotionally. So, yeah, I agree. I feel blessed that we got this puppy before all this, you know, stuff happened. Um, all right, guys, let's get to the let's get to the cool stuff. Lindsay, I don't know anything about your car. I deliberately did not look up Falcon, 
But I know Australia is my kind of people when it comes to car guys because you like weird stuff. You guys like <laughs> half truck, half car stuff. And I'm all about that. Like I'm El Camino lover, right? So even the Opa truck I got is like a weird kind of fusion. So come on, share, share, tell us about your baby. Rightio. So, um, oh, I suppose I'll flick it over so you can see it first. Uh, it's a bit dirty. We've had a bit of rain today. Um, so Ooh, this is my AU Falcon Ute. Um, so these are kind of renowned in Australia. Um, like at a time, they're a bit of a joke because their usual headlights are pretty ugly. Um, and they're known as one of like one of the ugliest cars like ever made in Australia. Um, but their motor is so ridiculously reliable. Like you can put, you know, a million kilometers on them and they just keep going. Um, and so they're just like really great, reliable cars. Um, they're really good for like towing and stuff for a, you know, relatively well, a very cheap car to pick up these days in Australia. So um, I've just been, you know, slowly working on it and adding stuff to it. I need a big gore bar because we get lots of kangaroos out here. So, um, you know, if you're driving along, and one jumps That's out. That's so cool. That's a kangaroo <laughs> roll bar. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, and it's got like an extra long tray on it. So, you know, I chuck all my car bits and bobs in the back when I'm working on some of my other projects and things. So it's got like a, you know, 2.4 meter tray and some toolboxes and stuff on it. So, you know, I chuck nice. some tools in there. Yeah. So that's the factory bed. That's factory. Um, yeah, so they came up with all these different models and they all had the same front end. Um, so you can get a sedan, a wagon, um, a ute with like a tub back um, oh. and then a ute with a tray back as well. And then there's, you know, heaps of different models as well. Like there's a V8 one, there's a, a like lots of straight six cylinders. Um, there's no four cylinder ones because that's kind of not an Australian thing to do. Um, we tend to just have V8s and uh, V6s and straight sixes over here. Um, uh, yeah. 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 What else did you want to know? I want to see the I want to see the inside and I want to see the engine. This is such a is that is that a bed bar part of the factory option or is that a did you put that this one up here? Yeah. Um. Well, I've had this for about eighteen months. Um. And it used to be an old fences ute. So like, there's guys who go around and do the fencing for people's farms and stuff. Um. Yeah. And so this had so much mud caked underneath it when I got it. Um, and the motor that it came with was just like, it had mud everywhere pretty much. Um, and it still was running like amazing. It was, it was running on five cylinders for like about 18 months. Um, mm -hmm. and I like towed hundreds of cars with it in that time. Um, and then I picked up a cheap parts car and swapped the motor in. Um, so I've nicked a motor out of, um, a bit better model. Um, it's uh -huh. called the XR6. Um, so uh -huh. yeah. So that's so a it's Ford motor. It's, it's still a Ford. Yeah. So it's a Ford, um, four liter straight six. Um, yeah. And just single overhead cam, um, very like pretty basic motors, but, um, they're really strong and they've got heaps of torque. What, and what's the torque on that? What do you think? I mean, Oh, I'd say it'd be like, 250 to 300, I suppose. Um, so, so you can yeah, tell. Yeah, I'd have to check that. Able, but so, yeah. yeah, they just tow very, very happily, really. So um, 
And when I pulled it out, I just like decided to sort of upgrade everything while I was there, like put new radiator hoses and all coolant hoses and, you know, just replace everything, leads and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, do it right. Hey, that's, a, that, that's a proper engine bay. It looks nice. I like the, the mix of colors, red and the blue hoses, you know, it looks nice. I like, you can tell a lot about a person when you open their bonnets, you know, you can, you can, you can go, you can, you can put together. It's like, ah, uh, they probably have a dirty, really messy unfolded underwear drawer. <laughs> their bun is all nasty. So I give, I, I give you an A, man. I give you, a, I, I, I'll assume that your underwear drawer is nice and tidy. Yeah, it's all rolled or folded, you know, perfectly. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> See, there you go. Oh, but then, wait, so that kangaroo bar, that's an aftermarket option. That does, that's not a factory option that comes to it, right? Um, so there actually was a version that, you know, they came out like Ford produced a factory option um, bull bar for them. Um, and obviously lots of other companies just copied other designs and made them. So you can pick them up really cheap. Like I think this cost me about a hundred bucks or something, um, Australian, which is like, I suppose at the moment about 60 us or something. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That a, a, a bars designed to protect the car from kangaroos. So that's pretty cool. That's very, very yeah, well, Australian. They, they definitely do some damage if you hit one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see that. I can imagine. Let's see the interior. Um, it is not that neat, but <laughs> it's a work cute. So, you know, I've got some tools um in the in the sort of um in the footwell on the other side. Um I've Ooh, got my one that, of my the gear shifter, shifters. nice. <laughs> little JDM action there, a little drift yeah. action. Nice. You can nice. you can tell I've got some JDM cars as well. That's like off one of my old cars. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That that steering wheel looks like it's off of a Ford Explorer. Oh, like I wonder if they're Ford. the same. Yeah, I mean even the gauges yeah. look like a Ford Explorer or Ford Taurus, something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so pretty, what's that a, emblem? What's that emblem? The T in there is for Tickford, which is like a like a performance um, kind of Australian performance Ford performance sort of group. Um, and so the car that I got the other motor out of is a Tickford um, Ford, so it's kind of like a special edition. Um, yeah, so they have a little bit more power. They usually come with like a body kit and some other bits and pieces on them. Um, yeah, that's nice. No, I like good. that. That's pretty cool. That's a good color gauge that makes it look very yeah. GT for I, GT. Nice. I just love that they have like, you know, battery voltage, oil pressure, that sort of stuff. Like on the standard one that was in it, it didn't have it. So um, it's just nice. Yeah, that's nice. It's, you, you appreciate all those gauges when you get in an old car and you don't have any of them, right? 100%. Like no gauge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else you want to share I, hey i love i love that you rock the uh steering wheel handle cover because that's that's either <laughs> that's old lady stuff like my mom like my mom has to have that <laughs> she has to have it. she thinks it's a safety thing she thinks that she gets in an accident it's going to save her life because she's going to hit her head i go you know the airbag will come out before no I think the main reason I have it is because it's the car's done so many kilometers. It's so worn underneath that it's like, I don't want to take this off because it's so ugly underneath it. That's, that's cool. I respect that. I did that. I did that with Opal. I'll show you later. 
All right. Cool, man. I like, I like. Lindsay, do you have a name for the car? Because I name all my cars. Do you name well, your cars? Amongst my mates, because um, we have we work on Mitsubishi Legnums as our like um, enjoyable other car that we tinker with, and so we call it like the Legnum Bros Ute. Um, and we had it on my other door because I swapped the doors over because these ones have electric windows. But on my old door, they'd done up like uh, one of my friends cut up a vinyl cut up uh, an emblem for us and put like Legnum Brothers like down the side of the door. So um, it's kind of just like the Legnum Brothers Ute. Um, and so like if mates need to borrow it to tow cars and stuff, we just share it around a bit. So we look after each other. Oh, that's good. I th- but I think your car needs like a name like Bob, you know, or like a friend, a name that represents someone that is always there to help, you know, like uncle. So like the, the, other, uncle. the other thing we sometimes call it because it, they, they're called utes in Australia. Um, like short for utility, but um, all my mates call it the uterus because we put you know <laughs> nice. lots of stuff That's in it. it. There you go. <laughs> the uterus is great because it gives you milk. It gives you nutrition. It gives you life. Right? Uterus. Yeah. I like it. The uterus. What's up? But it's a guy. It's a guy. Mr. Uterus. What's up? Yeah. Uncle uterus. Mr. Uterus. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle uterus. Uncle you. Uncle you. All right. Cool. Hey. So last question is that headliner. Is that a factory or did you do that? No, because I, 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 I did my, I did the headliner in Opa. I'll show you later, but so I'm obsessed with headliners, especially like DIY headliners. So this is a hundred percent the original headliner and someone's just Ooh. got like hex screws where like before I've owned it and they've just like hex oh. screwed it in. <laughs> oh, it makes it, it looks like, it looks like a plush sofa. It makes it like a plush well, sofa. It does the job, but I'll definitely get it replaced one day, I think. It gives a character, man. That's what an uncle that's what an uncle would sit on. A nice plush <laughs> sofa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Thanks for sharing Uncle Ute, man. Appreciate that. No problem. That thanks, awesome. man. All right, Daniela. Tell us about your baby. Yeah, cool. Um let me sw- let me switch the camera. Um, okay. Okay. So this is my mini, um, an '89 Mini Mayfair. Um, it's first classic car I've had. Um, it's probably one that I will keep. Um, just because I know I love him. He's just so much fun to drive. Um, but so yeah. So I took a while to try and figure out a name for this car um yeah. and actually it wasn't until i changed the interior over that i came up with a name um so when i took the back seats out um they're kind of fixed on and it's just literally just metal um back placing and when i took the, the seats out um it actually had monty sprayed across the back so i was like oh okay um, so yeah, he got the Monty. Um, Monty, so I don't that's, so, that's so fitting. Yeah, he, he looks like a Monty. Wow! Hey, go back to those seats. I want to see the fabric. What is that? Yeah. Why is it two tone? What is that? Did you do that yourself, or is that factory? No, no. It was um, it was an interior we had actually out of the other mini that we have. Um, so it's just vinyl sides and then fabric interior. It's got matching door cards as well. I don't know if you can see that. Ooh, 
look at those um, door handles. Ooh, I like that. Did have headrests at some point, but I don't know where they got put, so I just haven't put them on. Um, it's quite comfortable to drive without. It's probably not as safe, but so yeah. Um, I think it quite fits the car. Um, he's got a nice light headliner as well, which I think helps because it's quite an area. Um, yeah, the other thing I really like about this Mini, so um, I changed the gear knob. This is currently the third one I've got on it. Um, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have a skull on it. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, so that one's actually glued in place. It on there. Nice, so I think that's nice. probably going to have to stay, but I like it. <laughs> I, I like the, it the previous one I had on there was just a normal metal one. Uh, but where the car is quite dark, hot and it was kind of difficult to drive so <laughs> had to change um and then we've got the steering wheel this is one that i actually restored um we had it hanging up in the garage um so took the old polish off um rubbed it down gave it a new coat it's actually got the i don't know if you can see them it's got finger marks into the back that actually um i've shaped for my hands so it's quite nice. Ooh, um, nice. It makes it easy to drive. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Narnia, Narnia steering wheel. Is that is is that who yeah. made those steering wheels? Yeah, is that a that's, yeah, that's a factory yeah, steering wheel? Yeah, um, I would like to say what it was originally out of. We've had so many cars um, that we just have a whole load just hanging up in the garage oh. um, of just steering wheels that we've taken out of various things. Um, but this that is really one of the fits. smaller ones, so I figured it probably yeah. fit a bit better. It looks good. It really fits. It makes it look, it makes it look very raw, but it it the I don't know the it just it it pops. It doesn't it doesn't look too modern, you know. Some steering wheels you put put in and it just doesn't yeah. fit the car. Like, but it did. It's proportioned yeah, correctly. Yeah, even without like, the center horn, it looks cool. You know, it looks cool. Yeah. yeah, the horn on it is actually um on the indicator stick. Um, oh, so nice. That's a cool option. Um, yeah. How, how, how's um, the horn on the you've car? You've got the little gauges. It... But, yeah, so she's just got the three gauges. I've got the rev counter, um, the speedo that is sort of accurate. Um, and then the middle one that has... The fuel gauge that doesn't work and the temperature gauge that doesn't work either. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's part of an old car, I think. Um, yeah. Lots of fun. So how do you, so, how do you yeah. keep track? How do you keep track of gas? Um, you open the gas cap um, and literally just look at it with a torch. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> good. That's good. That makes it's an it easy. Old school way, but yeah, so it's got a locking fuel cap, and you can literally, um, it just comes off, and there's no no lock on things. You can just shine a torch in and just have a look and see how full it is, basically. Nice. Hey, those uh those side mirrors are those aftermarket side mirrors, or were those factory yeah. side mirrors? No, no, they're aftermarket ones. Um, it's got some little bullet shaped ones on there. Um, yeah. they're, I like they're not very well fixed ones. You you have to watch out. Occasionally, they do sort of fall off. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I found out the other day. I was uh, I was doing something. I was changing the windscreen, I think, on it. Um, and yeah, just walked past the mirror and it fell off. And I was like, oh, okay, I probably should probably should uh, fix that on there a bit better. But <laughs> yeah, they, they look good on it. It looks proper. It looks like they they fit very well. You know. Yeah, he's he's a nice yeah. little car. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, he's We're got the, the stripes on the front of aftermarket as well. Um, mm. That was actually just done with a spray can um, and nice. a lot of tape. Nice. Um, I like your well style. Done. That's good. Well done. Very good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pro, man. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a full respray at some point anyway because he's got a lot of rust that needs sorting. Um, but I don't know. I think I might might put the stripes back on. I quite like them. <laughs> yeah, they look great on it. They look great. So when do you think it's time to do a full, like, strip down and, like, do a proper spray for a car? Because I feel like, you know, with, with the, the old truck that I got, I was going to do that right away. But then when I was driving around, all the noises and the little kind of cranks and like aching bones that the car makes it started giving the car a voice you know so i started to really enjoy the, the way the car drives and i feel like if i reinforce everything and i get all get rid of all the rust it's gonna drive differently what do you think i don't know i think um i was always gonna end up respraying this car um like it's never gonna be a, a complete show car that's gonna be completely clean but um for me, it's when the rust starts to become an issue in terms of, you know, if it's going to, you, you've got a hole in the floor driving along or um, you're going to have like part of your car falls off because it's got rust in it. Um, I think at that point you probably need to go through it and just, and it's not even, you know, if you're just, if it's just body work, it wouldn't necessarily change how it drives. Um, I mean, the other car I've got is an MX-5 and that's had a lot of body work on it um, because of rust and it's just, it's kind of just, cut a bit off and put a plate on it weld in um and it, and it works but yeah i don't know i think it, it depends on the car if you're gonna respray it as well like some of them just look nicer with you know if they've got a bit of a ratty ratty paint job you know yeah. it's nice it adds character. yeah that was the dilemma i was having initially before the lockdown and now i think by default i'm gonna keep opa the way it is because it's really representing what I've had to you know, use within the garage and the limited resources I've had because a lot of the shops are closed, right? So even yeah, doing the well, engine swap, yeah, I was going to do an engine can, swap. Just, you can, you can <laughs> um, it's You just have to accept that it's just not going to be a perfect paint job. Um, yeah. You, know, you get yeah. bits of that, uh, which I think is probably how I'm going to do this one because I can't afford like the, the couple of grand that it's going to take to respray it. Um, and I don't know, I'd quite like to have a go at it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Just, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to watch you. You got to, you got to zoom that so we could watch you do it. I want to see yeah. the process. When you yeah, do it might not be for a while. Um, I, the other thing, if I'm going to respray it and I think, um, I reckon there's a lot of rust on that's hiding. Um, so I think it might be off the road for a while. And the mm. other thing is, I'm kind of reluctant to take it off the road because it's just so much fun to drive. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how I feel about this truck. Hey, let's check out your engine. I want to. I want to go. I want to. I want to see yeah. under the bonnet. Uh, let me see. It's got an internal release at the moment. Um. So yeah, let's have a go. Um, it has got hooks. The hook on it doesn't work very well at the moment. It's kind of sticking quite well. Um, but yeah, it's mostly mostly still a standard engine. Um, so it's an Austin engine. It's a 998Z. 
um, but it has got a stage one kit on it, so it kicks out a little bit more power. Um, it's one of the A plus ones, so theoretically it means it just lasts for a bit longer, essentially, um, than some of the older ones. Um, but it's good. Um, change the rocker cover on it. Um, change the air filter. Um, the other one that was on that was too big and got in the way, and this one makes a nice noise. So, wow, everything. Um, and everything then it, is sideways. That's crazy. Yeah, is, uh, great. Wow. Look at the it's radiator. Got, it's on the side. I've never seen that before. Every, have you ever no. seen that, Lindsay? That's no, nice. that looks that looks awesome. Yeah. I didn't even I, know I you could do that. <laughs> I think it's just a British thing. It's the way they made it because it's just such a small little bay that they had to find a way of fitting in. But that doesn't make any um, sense. Wait. They must, it, you know, do they duct it? it? They be, must duct air through it or something. Yeah. yeah, so the air, I don't know if you can see it very well. The air, actually, it's oh. through there where it comes through um, to pull all the oh. air in. Um, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's a great top up. That's so awesome. Uh, Look I mean, at the, it doesn't overheat. So. Look at the filter there. Filter is way... Is that the air filter over there? What is that? Yeah. The air filter over the back, just on the carb. Wow. Um, that's, not, that's, cool. that. that's so cool. That is cool. Um, and then it's had a new distributor as well because that was that was not working properly. Um, wow. Fiddled around with it a few changed the timing and it still wasn't running, so that, wow. that had to be replaced. Um, but that was just wow. before lockdown. Keep enough to take it out and test it. So it runs all right on the drive. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a tight fit, man. Everything is nice and snug in there, huh? Yeah. With um, your tablet, some some of the guys that have these old ones um, have managed to swap a VTEC into them, um, and really? I don't know how they fit because that's such that's just such a bigger engine. Um, yeah. Like this one fits in here really nice, but yeah, it's um, it's fun to work on. Um, it means you have to take the grill off for pretty much everything, um, and I think one of the things I'm going to do with it eventually is to take the bonnet off. Um, and have it done with some screws so that I can literally just take take it off rather than have to prop it up. Um, yeah. Because it, it's right until you're working on it and then you just kind of stand up and forget that it's there. That uh, hurts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it, it is a, but it's a clean, very clean and organized engine base. So I would assume your, your, your drawers are nice and tidy as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that's awesome hey let me see your wheels because I, I love yeah. i love the mini cooper wheels yeah so these um the original ones they're six by twelves um just some mini lights these were originally just just silver um and then we were actually a, a show for a couple of days um i had some spray paint um so i just resprayed them um they're not the cleanest at the moment um, but they're done just up in a, just again, spray can, um, with just some satin black, um, and then left the alley rim around the side and I don't know, I kind of like the look on them. Yeah. They look nice. It's interesting that it shares the same design cues as the Watanabe wheels, you know? So I wonder, yeah, I wonder yeah. which came first. I wonder, I would assume Mini Cooper was making these before Watanabe made his wheels. So. I think they was it's probably a British influence, right? Because those look yeah, very watchable. No, I mean, these have been 
Yeah. Maybe it was those, uh, you know, those JDM minis that, you know, Japan has heaps of minis over there and they do sort of, yeah, yeah some different styles and stuff. So I don't know, maybe they did it. No, well, I think, I think the yeah, Japanese, yeah. they took the British, like the Austin, Austin, like, you know, design cues. I mean, they were notorious for stealing other people's designs. Basically, they would, they would, their motto was, we're going to steal the design and make it better, more reliable. That's what they did. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, you know, your, your Mini Cooper looks, I mean, let me uh, flip, let me show you, Opa. Look, you could, they could be cousins, right? I know, like, that's so good. It looks like a Mini Cooper, right? This looks like a Mini Cooper. Yeah, you've, you've even taken, you've got the bumper off as well, so like the bottom is yeah. the same as well. Right? I want to ask you some, I have to ask this question. Uh, why do you love your cars? Like, give me the why. Why these cars? Because there are so many cars out there. And I have to ask, is like, you know, you're you, you know, and then, uh, and, and Morty, his name is Morty, right? Morty? I don't know. Um, I think, I don't know. We had this originally was um, one of my dad's friend's cars. Um, and this car was that he bought a Mini. Um, about a year later, um, this one was up for sale. So, so I, it's got a bit of history. Um, it's the reason that we've got the two Minis that we currently have um, sitting on the drive. Um, but I just love the fact that it's just so simple to work on. It's just easy to work on. It's just fun to drive. Um, you take it out, put a smile on your face. Um, starts pretty much every time um and yeah just yeah i think it's just one that i'm gonna keep i think i'll have a lot of other cars but this one i think this one i'll stay yeah that's great what about you Lindsay? why 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 him why uncle you <laughs> um i think it's just like such a workhorse like it goes anywhere it does anything i want it to like we can take and go camping in it. Me and my um, fiance, we just like can take out and, you know, chuck a tent in the back or whatever. We can take our dog in it and our little puppy sits in the middle. And um, so it's just like a really easy car to do anything in. It's really soft on the road. So it's just like cruises along. It's not like some of my other cars, which are a bit, you know, uh, rough on the road just because they like have coilovers and stuff in them, you know, it sort of stiffens everything up and it's a bit uncomfortable. Um, so it's just like, you know, it's the car that'll just continue to just chug along and do everything I want it to. Um, and I suppose it supports me in being able to tinker on all my other projects because without it, I wouldn't be able to pick up all my stuff and I wouldn't have something reliable to drive while I build other cool stuff, I suppose. So, you know, it's just, yeah workhorse and also it seems like it helps your friends you say that you you know help a lot of friends tow their stuff and move things right so yeah 100 cool. percent. we like always loan it out to mates with our car trailer and stuff so um yeah it's always good to like help out your friends and stuff when they're trying to get get things moved places and things it's almost like talking about a family member you know it's like and it, and it comes down to like this relationship that you each have with your car and I'd so relate with it because you know, I don't have a big collection. I don't collect cars and 
because I believe that you know life is limited, and you got to you got you got to enjoy what you have in front of you. If you're gonna park it in a garage, what's the point? And also, I feel like you got to share it. And I am in love with Opa. Like I haven't been this obsessed over a car since the Fuguzi. You know, like the Fuguzi. It didn't live with me, and we didn't have a crisis where you're locked down together. Yeah, I had access to the whole world. I had access to the best of the best, and could get any part, and have anybody come and fabricate, and everybody, anybody can do anything. They could come to the garage, but now it's just me, and I have a buddy, Anson, who is that's that's the producer of Sung's Garage, and I I have Mikey, who was. Who runs, who runs a custom uh, Datsun Roadster shop. So he has no customers because he has special orders. So it's just him in a shop. And so he was able to come before with the lockdown. So he's, he's not sick. We're not sick. So he's able to come. He's able to like help me with the engine because he's a master of all the, you know, Datsuns. He, that's his passion. And, and then it's, it's and in the evening, man, instead of like, I feel like I'm going stir crazy. And I'm like, I told you earlier, it's like, I just start getting scared. I start having these panic attacks and I come in the garage, turn on some music, some real chill stuff. And I start talking to the old dude. And it's like, I, I, you know, and I'm going through him. I'm, I'm washing him. I'm cleaning him and I'm, I'm learning. And he's teaching me these things. And it brought me back to like, what is the fundamentals? And it's, you need the engine to, 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 to get you there. And you need the brakes to stop and you need some safety. And then it kind of put everything into perspective. It's like, yeah, I don't need to spend all this money on this stuff, on the car. And if I did, it would be so irresponsible right now. And it's become the symbol of everything that is like creative in me under limitations. And it's become this beautiful relationship I have with this guy. And I, like, I'm, I'm a, like the idea of even parking them outside, you know, like I keep my like nice, I have a nicer daily driver. I keep that car outside. Like it's kicked out, man. Like this old dude is in my garage cause I don't want to get him wet. You know, I am so in love with this car. I, I can't explain it. I, it's, it's, you ever see that movie, Christine? Have you guys seen Christine? That Stephen King movie. Oh, you got to watch it. You gotta know, oh, you guys are too young. You guys, <laughs> you guys, as car guys, you car folks, you have to watch Christine. You have to watch this. Now you're unlocked, you have to watch it. And then, and, and then you'll understand what I'm going through right now. I am, <laughs> I, I, I am smitten. I'm obsessed. So anyway, enough of that. Um, all right, yeah, I think. Well, they're about though, isn't it? It's just, you know, they're an escape, really. Um, it's something you can, you know, you can sit at home, you can tinker about with them. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a nice break away from everything. And it's, it's just so soothing. You know, you can sit there, you know, you can pick up the bits, just sit there, you know, clean it. I don't know. It's just, I think it's what you need right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I, we're lucky we have these guys to keep us company man you know i i was i was thinking if if i didn't have hope i don't know what i would be doing every day i don't play video games you know and how many movies can you watch a day you know what i'm saying so yeah but yeah well i don't know what else to say uh i think you guys are awesome 
thanks for sharing your cars with me. Um, hey, just thanks for spending time, man. You guys are awesome. I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't thank I don't, you, man. It's, it's great. Yeah, this is awesome. All right, thanks for tuning in to Sung's Garage. And thank you, Daniela and Lindsay, for showing us your cool rides, Monty and Uncle Uterus. It's really cool to see how different the model of cars are made in different countries. I hope Lindsay doesn't have to ever use his kangaroo bar. And good luck to Daniela finishing her last year in veterinary medicine. Now, if you would like to be on your car, my car, please go to our site, Sung's Garage, to find out how. As always, let's all continue to stay indoors if possible and stay safe during these tough times. For all those medical first responders or essential people helping, I truly send my thanks to all of you. All right, y'all be good. It's time to give a shout out to all the people that made Sung's Garage possible. We got producers Anson Ho, Sal Gatula, Gary Lee, Aaron Strongoni. We got music by the one and only talented Lyrics Born. And we got food, catering, and hugs and love by Mickey Yang. Alright, thank you very much. And also, all of you guys that are listening. Until next time, peace out. See you at Sung's Garage.